So Morgan Reedy, welcome to the Share Chair. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> hey Morgan, tell us a little bit about who you are. Well, the most notable one I think is probably band. Um, that's really my main extracurricular activity. I tried out track freshman year uh, shot put, but I can't aim or throw. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that was a good idea. I'm in band. I play the clarinet. Um, I'm first chair, and marching band is a blast. I love it so much. Um, it like it's just a great feeling, like being with everyone and like wow we created this together like that feeling when you're performing on the field it's just amazing writing as well um, I don't really like post things around the school or anything but, like people probably don't know that as much about me but I have always really been interested in writing you said um, that when you're out there performing in front of people it, with marching band the feelings amazing is there any way you could put uh, more words to that? It's kind of like, I feel like it's like kind of the most euphoric feeling you could get without like being high or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like really gratifying, like you, like it's something, like it's like you worked on this school project for months and months and months on it and, and you got like 110% on it or something. When you're actually like doing a performance and like everyone's watching you and you're like, Wow, I'm actually proud of us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like it worked. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like Monday night rehearsals from six to nine, like they get long, and you like by the end of it, you kind of hate everybody. Like when you're actually like go through a full performance without like stopping and like constantly thinking, oh, we keep messing this up or something. You realize like it's not actually, it like all that work and stopping like paid off. For something. You talked about the sense of community as well that you have in band. Yes. Is that just like super abundant? Uh, yes, I would definitely say so. Um, each of our sections especially are typically pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so there's like those like clicks sort of like, oh, yeah. you come the trumpets, like, yep. get out of the way. Like, yep. <laughs> like, That's cool. Oh, the flutes, they're the drama queens, <laughs> the clarinets. I don't know what we are. We're just bunch of misfits, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Trumpets are like the egotistical, like, I'm amazing, oh my gosh, I don't know how to play anything below forte. <laughs> the saxophones, they're pretty close to the trumpets, but like, they don't do skit night either, so we kind of see them as like the lazy egotistical people. I, like, the percussion, they're just kind of out of it, usually, like, Mr. T's always like, where's your music? And they're like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, the tubas. They're, oh, no. they're uh, the pranksters, like the goofy people. Like, they um, almost never, ever pay attention. And another passion is writing. Yes. And where was that born in you? Like, when did, when did you, did you, is this something you've enjoyed since, like, elementary school? Yeah, I really can't remember not liking writing. Like, I remember, like, I feel like it really stemmed from reading, because I've always read, like, a ton. But, um, and writing and reading kind of go hand in hand for me. I figured out it doesn't so much for other people, which kind of shocked me. Remember in fourth grade, I was in Tri-County at the time, and that's like the first time I was really like noticed for writing. My teacher said, would you like to go to this 
I don't remember what it was called, but it's like a writing seminar thing at Calvin College for a day or something. And so I said, yeah, and I went, and it was fun. It was kind of like a one-day writing course. And in fifth grade is when I moved here at the very beginning of the year, and I um, was invited to go to that again, <laughs> and so I went. Writing camp over the summer, I think, of sixth grade. Um, I don't know if you know who Jonathan Rand is, but I was obsessed with these like American Chillers, Michigan Chillers books that he has. Um, mm -hmm. And he has a writing camp, and so when I heard about it, I had to go. I learned so much from that, and like I was just so inspired. Like, like I was one of the youngest kids there, and like just seeing all these other people like creating and doing what they were passionate about made me believe, well, I can do that too. What do you primarily write? Like story-wise or? Generally it's either like a type of short story or like a poem. I have a couple like ideas for like a full-length novel that like I kind of have like drafts of it, like parts of chapters and stuff. Fantasy a lot, um, but I've like started turning more towards like realistic fiction. Um, I remember when I was younger I thought realistic fiction, I was like, well why would you want to read or write that. I mean, you experience that every day, but mm. like now that I'm older, I kind of see like, you don't really actually experience what everyone else experiences, and it's good to try to put yourself in other shoes, whether you're reading it or writing it. Mm -hmm. Well, this is a poem I wrote. Um, it's kind of like a part of a series that I kind of have in my head, like this is the only one that I've written so far. It's about social anxiety, and I go through that, like I, have social anxiety and it's really hard <laughs> sometimes. Um, this one in particular is just about like speaking in front of people. Um, there's other ones that I am thinking about that are like just trying to like check something out and there's a cashier and like just kind of like panicking <laughs> and stuff like that. But When she speaks the words tend to lose themselves. They get caught up in her throat gathering without direction. When they finally make it to her lips, they forget the order they were in, and escape is a garble with no rese resemblance to English. When she writes, it's like putting a puzzle together. Each word is carefully examined before being paired with its exact match. It takes time, yes, but the end result is a beautiful picture that her lips could never paint. When she speaks, she feels like she's underwater. Waves of fear push her under until she's surrounded, only faint ringing filling her ears. Her thoughts are muddled and she needs to find the surface, needs to breathe, but she doesn't remember how. She's drowning, drowning in fear. When she writes, she ignites embers on a wintry night, cupping them in the palm of her hand and blowing a, a relieved sigh of life into them. She creates a fire that burns so fierce, so bright with passion, that it melts any snow of doubt, but only she can feel its warmth. The large part of why I write so much is because I like just talking. It's like the words kind of like I struggle to come up with what I'm trying to say and like I feel like everyone's staring at me and it's very difficult but like writing I have the time to make it like exactly what I mean. Of Like I can let it all out like everything throughout the day. It's like this is what I thought earlier today that no one else knew because I couldn't say it. So if you don't mind, like, what's a common everyday scenario where you feel social anxiety? Like you said, cashier is one. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, like, 
even just like I see students like all the time like if they have to like throw something away they just get up and walk to the trash I have to psych myself up for like five minutes mm -hmm. to stand up and like go do it because it's like I just don't I feel like everyone's staring at me and it's just the it's a terrible feeling <laughs> trying to figure out how you battle that. You mm -hmm. say it take, it'll take take you five minutes to psych you up to get up and mm -hmm. throw something away, but you do it. It's just kind of like, there's like two voices kind of battling in your head, like the one saying like, come on, just get up and do it. Like everyone else can do it. Like, why can't you? And the other one saying, well, because you're not normal, because you're like, everyone's going to stare at you and they're gonna see that you're not normal. Um, and it's just like, eventually like I kind of like have to remind myself that like nobody's normal like just getting up and doing it like if I don't get up and do it, do it then I'm never going to get better like be able to like defeat that other voice that's saying I can't yeah and I know people like that and that's why like it's not that I don't want to like be them I just don't want to like to like let it overcome me like it has to them because like once I get to know them personally like they're great people and mm -hmm. like there's nothing wrong with them and so it's like well I, I would like people to be able to see that about me or yep so to those people who haven't recognized it like you have and who have sort of let it overcome them do you have any advice for them like you really just have to like not listen to that other voice that tells you you can't like you have to like get up and do it like even if it's like you almost cry or something like you still did it and you are stronger for it i feel like i have to point out like there's the power of writing right mm -hmm. you shared it with us a piece which allowed us to see a little <laughs> something which allowed us to understand you more which then allows who knows what listeners to maybe understand social anxiety from a teenager's perspective more yeah and there's I've heard so many like I've heard so many people say I'll hear a piece of writing or not even a piece of writing but just someone say something and then they realize that about themselves like mm -hmm. oh that's what I'm going yeah. through and now I finally know what it is like yeah. makes you feel so much better and then you know where to go from then on and that's why just I really wanted to share that piece mm. because I feel like so many people like misunderstand they're like you're just nervous like just do it like mm -hmm. just tell yourself like not to be nervous and I don't think that's the right thing you have to acknowledge that you feel it but then you have to like in order to overcome it you have to like fight that feeling thanks Morgan for being on the yeah, share chair thanks, Morgan. <laughs> thanks for having me thank you for listening to this episode of the share chair stay tuned next week for a new one also, check us out on Facebook and Twitter for regular updates at The Share Chair. And if you're interested in having a piece of your writing or an experience shared on the podcast, contact Elise McGannon at 203-505 at springlakestudents.org.